Sorry, I didn't jiggle it. <laughs> are we recording? We actually are. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I'm sure it was we talked A about plus it. material. We talked about our sex last <laughs> night. Man, oh man, was I good. <laughs> that was dirty. Hey everybody, welcome she, to You're Gonna Get She had disease. 90 seconds of pure pleasure. <laughs> Just like our podcast. <laughs> uh, hey buddy. Hi guy. It's been a while since we've done this. Uh, you've been busy, I've been busy. It's been nuts, dude. Just trying to cram everything in. That's what she said. Yep. Um, the last time I saw you was of Mice and Men's premiere uh, yes. last Friday. Yes. Uh, I, I want to be completely honest with you when it comes to uh, theater in general. Yes. I, I fell out of love with live performance probably like six or seven years back. It was before... The little one was born, and I, I think me and Allison went to a, a, a show at Lewis, and we sat there, and I was like, I really want to leave, because I'm so bored, and yeah, and so for the longest time, <laughs> shows have been really, really just a chore to get through. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I do. I am the same way. It's just, I, I, I have to slug through it, especially if it's a buddy or something, like, hey, come see my shit, and they're like, oh. I got to tell you, I did not feel that way uh, seeing the show. Good. And I felt that way before I walked in the door. To be 100% honest, I'm like, oh, of mice and men. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be so fucking sad by the end of this show. It's just going to. I was, don't get me wrong, it was performed very well. And the guy that played Lenny fucking knocked it out of the park as far as I was concerned. Yeah, he does a good job. Um, it, was, it was very good. And uh, it, it probably took something like that to make me want to go see another show. Oh, good. And it, it's been years before I could honestly walk out of a thing. Because and, and you, your last show was great, and I liked it. Um, the Odd Couple? The Odd Couple. Uh-huh. I thought it was great. But again, it didn't rekindle anything. It was sure. like, you know. No, that's and that's, for someone that does as much theater as I do, I do not go see shows. Because <laughs> I watching it doesn't really get get me. It's... It has to be either a show I really like. Like okay. I took Amy to see Wicked, and that was awesome. And I knew a guy that was in it that from helps. L.A. Uh, he was he was in. It. Well, he actually had the night off. He was a swing character, um, but he came and met us at a coffee shop beforehand. And yeah, you know. But or if I know someone in it, then I'll go. And if I don't like the show or the person like isn't like a good friend, I mm-hmm. still trouble. It's like oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't go like I always go see Mr. Scotch's shows oh, at Lewis. He's the man. Um, so. And I see our shows and then sporadic because I'm the same way. It's like I go to a show and I'm like, oh, you know, and it's, if you see something that's bad, you don't want to see another show because you're oh, kind of no. worried that oh, shit. I case in point, this little this uh, Andrew, my brother, younger brother, Andrew, a couple years back, he was in Footloose. Oh God! Right. Help us all. And it was at it was at the Joliet Theater, so it was at the same Bicentennial Park. And he he right he's got a bit part, you know. He's yeah. like, hey man, just come see me. He was really excited about it. Sure. And I love Andrew to death, you know that. So I mean, of course, I'm going to go see his show. So me and Allison sit down, and it's got to be 30 people in the cast. Everyone's singing, the, you know, yeah. Footloose and all that shit. So the opening line is. Uh, been working so hard and it's this girl and she belts the line and I'm like oh 
she can sing. And I, this is like a one second thought in my head. And I didn't realize it was an ensemble piece. So there was another person taking over for the second line. Yeah. And their voice just cracked. And I was like, oh, it's all fucking downhill yep. from here. And it just was two hours of awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when, when Jonah and I went to see his sisters in Joseph. Uh, right after we How did... do you fuck up Joseph, too? Well, I'll tell you how. <laughs> <laughs> we went to see, and you know, we both love Joseph. Yep. Um, I we had just done it at Lewis, and it was said. so good. And I just, it, I fell in love with the show. And my sister's doing Joseph at her school. I'm, I'm go, I'll go. Yeah. You know, you still get the music, even though it's kids. It's, I love it. So we go. I'm making sure we're recording. And the yeah. And the first thing that happens when we get there is we meet the director and star playing the narrator, this woman, and says, she says, two of my brothers didn't show up. Do you want to be in the show? I <laughs> uh, wasn't prepared And Jonah to... looks at me and goes, do you want to do it? I'm like, no. And he's like, really? I said, He no. actually considered it? Like, he was like, uh... No, it was, I don't think he wanted to do it either, but it was kind of like he looked at me like, what's our answer to this, you know? Wow. So we go out. They had one microphone that they were passing around. Um, they were short brothers. It was, it was, then the, the woman that was the narrator and director and everything thought she was wonderful. She was agonizing. <laughs> and you talk about just sitting through it because it's Jonah's sisters and we're like, okay, yeah. it gotta... was, it was, <laughs> it was soul crushing. <laughs> they take something you enjoyed. Just, yeah, they yeah. rebooted the shit out of it. I mean, it was like, sorry, Jonah's sister. Which sister? Like taking a dump in a Cubs hat and wiping your ass <laughs> with the American flag. That's how much it hurt. Hey, boys! Way <laughs> to notice here. Otis made his uh, theatrical debut. Yeah, and he's like the biggest hit. I bring him out to the lobby after every show, mm-hmm. and he just gets. You thought you said Lenny did a great job. Yeah, he's got like one person that goes up to him, and the rest of the people in the lobby surround Otis. Well, I, he actually you think, emoted. You think he was like a freaking orangutan I brought out? Like, oh, my God, I've never seen one of these. Because the night we saw the show, uh, there's a scene. I don't know if any of you out there are familiar with of Mice and Men, but if you're not, fucking where the fuck have you been? Um, come, come to the show today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a scene where they're talking about killing the old dog because the old dog is old and it smells. It doesn't have any teeth. Yeah. And uh, there's a character that's talking about putting a bullet in the back of the dog's head. It'd be nice and quick. Yeah. And when he says the line, at least when when I saw the show, Otis looked up at him like, "What the fuck?" Dude? Yeah, <laughs> uh, classic like live thing that you couldn't recreate if you wanted no. to. It was he does perfect, so. he does an amazing job. He he's better. You good boy. And I met a director last night. Um, my assistant director was walking these three guys around the theater after the show, and this guy was directs a bunch of shows up in LaSalle County and all that. Mm. And he, she introduces me, and I say, how you doing, you know? And then we're talking a little bit. He goes, oh, my God, are you the director? And I go, yeah. And she go, he goes, oh, I just thought you... He goes, you are brave. He said, one, it's a tough piece. He goes, two, the guys where we're from are all dramatic. Because mm-hmm. they're all drama, you know. I said, no, no, it's a flip-flop here. I said, the girls are dramatic here, and the guys are cool. So it's easy to fill the show. <clears throat> um, and... He goes, but the dog, he goes, how did you think to work? I mean, he goes, I would never tackle that. 
And what I said, do most people do with that? Because you had a, a live a, animal a, on stage. I, I don't for, think I've ever seen that. I forget from the the script says you can you can mimic it some way, like where the dog's just off stage, like you have the rope. Ah, uh, um, I got you. But I'm like, that's it's the same as a stream that that we built. They said, oh, you can do it with lighting, and I'm like, no, we're building a fucking stream, you know? Yeah. Um, but I knew he would be fine like he might be a little antsy but even with the pop gun that was like something like, i'm like i know there's a gunshot at some point in this show because i've seen it before and like most dogs would be like what the fuck and just you know no, i run he comes off he's shot off stage okay i run him out the back door so he doesn't bark ah i got you i was wondering how it's like otis barks at fucking the window tapping for god's sake yeah, no i get him <laughs> the guy comes off no, amy stage you have with... to stay you have to stay amy you can't run by us you come back there's, a, there's another microphone. Um, I love you in a robe, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I ran, I ran, I run him outside for a quick pee, and he just he knows too. Here's the thing: he knows his routine. Mm-hmm. He knows the first two times he goes on. Then he knows when he comes off, he hurries with me outside. Then he comes back and hangs out till curtain call. It's pretty fucking cool. And dude. when curtain call, the guy comes to get him and takes him, and he just goes right with him. It was my dog. She'd take a big shit on the fucking stage. So, oh. But I thought, you know, he'll go on. But he he chills. He sits down, and he's, like, looking around. He's a good boy. Oh, man. Uh, so after the show, it was nice. We had a little after party for your uh, birthday. Happy birthday, sir. Thanks, buddy. It was actually just a cast party. Uh, it was happy birthday cast party. But I got to tell you, I was super excited to go out and have a few beers because sure. Allison couldn't come because of babysitter situations and stuff like that. And it was super late and the show got out like 10 30. Right. So me and Jonah go get a case of beer. Come on over here by 11 30. I was fucking done. Sure. That's so, I felt so old in like one second. I used to be able to be like, okay, 1130, the party's fucking starting. <laughs> it's really catching up with me now, dude. Well, it's tough starting that late. I yeah. Mean, you know, the people are like, we don't go out till midnight. And like, <laughs> dude, I'm home and asleep by two hours at midnight. It's sad. It's, I, I cannot relive. There was people partying in your hot tub. Yes. And I wanted to be one of the people partying in the hot tub just no, for a didn't. little bit. No, you didn't. Well, filthy because yeah well not the water the water situation aside i just like ooh, i want to have fun and talk to people and drink beer and i had no desire to even get out of that seat like even to leave i was like i'm just gonna make camp right here yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i know it's i then the, a lot of them are young and a lot of them are older that put you know they i don't know where they get the energy but i'm jealous of the youth man. they uh they i always put a heart especially when we got a show the next day i'm like two o'clock you're out the door there's no like five thirty in the morning shit because you start so late that people lose track of time for sure. And I was, you know, if I had come home and no one showed, I would have been like, oh good, and I would have gone to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she threw a nice party. It was, uh... and she surprised me with you guys coming over because you guys left. I'm like, where'd they go? We tricked you. We pulled the guards and didn't tell you we were leaving. Yeah. Like, bye. I like you called Jonah. Like, where the fuck did you? Go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, and I was gonna show. call you next, and I'm like. Oh, you're together still. Okay. Yes. I had to drive his lazy. I'm, he might be showing up. I'm not sure. He not showing he's up. not showing. He's not he's, showing. Uh... Right now he's going, Chewy! <laughs> Jonah, uh, to give you an update, I, when I did see him, he is uh, working very hard on the Fitbit. So much, in fact, that the doctor yelled at him. The doctor told Jonah that he is 
uh, overdoing it. He is walking too much, and he's trying to do too much, and he's trying to run. So you got I, you got a, you got a look on your face that I don't know says you don't buy it. I call bullshit. <laughs> I be, believe that Jonah has been doing the Fitbit. Realizes we've talked about the Fitbit. Oh yeah. Realizes that we can now track his Fitbit, <laughs> and he's getting tired and said, "Oh, uh, oh uh, the, the doctor told me." <laughs> The gout. That's why I tell Amy. I said the doctor told me not to do dishes, laundry, or clean the floors. Couldn't lift a finger, man. <laughs> uh, Doctor's sorry. orders. I'm sorry, my back. I my back. <laughs> I thought you had surgery. My back. The um, no, it's it's cool. He's actually he's he's doing really well. But he was like walking twenty five thousand steps. You you ever ever one of those trackers on your phone or anything like that? Mm-hmm. I run races and I barely get over like 15,000 in a day. So I don't know what the fuck the kid's doing. He fucking put it on Chewy. He put on (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Um, First topic, you got to be excited. Chicago, and there's something to watch besides the Blackhawks uh, dropping the banner this October 7th coming up. And this episode will most likely be posted before (coughs) the day. It better be. Cubs in a one-game playoff against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Bookie Luke, where's the smart money? Smart money's on the Cubs. Smart money's on the Cubs. I would agree with that. Uh, Especially if they win today and the Pirates lose, they host. Do you think... Uh, there was there was a debate, and I, I it's a stupid debate. It's just basically a barroom debate more okay. than anything else because there's no real science behind it. Would you rather go in hot or would you rather go in... Losing a couple of games and feeling like it means more um, to win the game. No, no, no. I want to go in hot. I just don't want it to be too hot. And here's why. The Cubs are a streaky team. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to hit lose their stride. So I... Now, I want them to win today because... And they've won seven in a row. Yeah, and it's I a ridiculous them, amount of wins. I want them to win today because I want them to get home field. Mm-hmm. But there was a point probably two, three days ago where I was like, it's okay if we drop a game. Because you don't want... And I'll, and relate it back to my experience, okay? My junior year um, wrestling, I lost. Going into the state tournament, I was 41-5. and five. Okay. I knew what it was like to lose. I'd, lo- I'd wrestled a bunch. I had a really tough weight. I'd wrestled a bunch of guys at my weight. I'd wrestled up. I lost matches at uh, the weight above me. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't afraid to lose. Okay. Because I had experienced it. I wasn't, and I didn't peak to where I peaked right at the right time. I had a great state tournament, great state series, team state. Okay. The senior year, I was 41 and 0. Uh, so the pressure and is a lot. The pressure of the way my coach had told me after he said, you were wrestling not to lose rather than to win. I gotcha. And You're playing more defensive. Yeah, just not being not wrestling like I had been. And I peaked early. I peaked at a tournament during the year. Um, like the toughest tournament of the year was a thirty two man tournament. And I had beat like two guys that were ranked behind me. I was ranked number one and I beat the guy ranked third and the guy ranked fifth. Okay. At the tournament and won this huge tournament and yada yada yada. The point is I don't want them to peak too early. Okay. I want them to play loose you know because they're a young team they don't up to this point don't seem to be feeling the pressures because a lot of the theory is they're too young and dumb to realize the pressures <laughs> young, dumb full of cum um <laughs> like patrick <laughs> <King>. yeah 
So I want them to play like you know they they got a their shortstop is twenty one, their mm-hmm. third base left fielder is twenty three. All right, their uh, other oh, yeah. other outfielder catcher is twenty two. Um, their veteran, you know, that they call their leader is twenty six. Think about that though. Like, look at those ages. These are basically kids. Yeah, in, in my eyes, anyway. I mean, when I look back when I was twenty one, I feel like I was a fucking kid. I mean, yeah, you are. That's that's probably the best thing that could happen to a team like the Cubs. Hear me out. The Cubs have a tradition of the underdog feeling. Sure. The 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 almost was the you know also the, ran the lovable losers. Lovable losers is a is a phrase that I I I wouldn't want to be tagged with that phrase. You know, <laughs> right. it's a terrible phrase at least in my opinion. They're they're too young to realize their tradition of that meme that circles around the Cubs. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing because what do they fucking know about a hundred some odd years of losing? They're going in like, we're going to fucking win because we're young and there's no Billy goat. They don't give a fuck about any of that. shit. Well, it's the culture that's created. Yeah. You know, if you walk into a team and they carry that culture, Mm -hmm. It's going to eventually bleed over you unless you're very strong personality and you're going to push a different culture. They got a new manager. They got new management. They got they started four rookies all year and then brought up a fifth. Um, I don't know if Baez is still considered a rookie because he came up last year. Part of the year, how it's considered. Yeah. The point is, these guys are all, and then they bring in a guy like their their two cat Montero and David Ross, Mm -hmm. who have both had success. David Ross has won a World Series. You know, they bring in John Lester, who's won a World Series. That was huge. Um, their pitching staff didn't experience this. You know, they don't have that carryover. They sign a guy like Dexter Fowler or trade for him sure. who doesn't experience. So it's not like they came in and like, oh, we brought all these new guys and we got these young guys. And but still like Soriano's lingering around and those guys that experienced like the yeah, bad, the, the bad stuff. The bad stuff yeah. and the the playoff losses. And you know what I mean? They kind of like went, wiped it clean. They brought in a manager that's positive and uplifting and and he doesn't get down on it. You know, they lost five in a row at one point. He said, oh, we need some magic. So he had a magician come into the clubhouse. <laughs> he know loose. That. You know, a few weeks ago, they had a freaking petting zoo on the field. They brought from the my buddy zoo. Rich did the bags tournament on Wrigley Field. I don't know if yeah, you knew about they had that. a bags tournament. Yeah, with the, the players. He, was, he was part of it. That was pretty sweet. He took a lot of pictures. So. And they just do shit like that because it keeps. It's like, and he says this is a game. The game's fun. That's a good mentality, man. Yeah. I mean, I got to tell you, worse things that happen than losing a baseball game. When the White Sox were ending the season in '05, they were on a terrible losing streak, and I believe they right. only won their last two games to solidify the fact that they were even. Gonna yeah, there was a. Cleveland first, was chasing them. Yeah, I remember oh, they were like it was they a had huge a lead dive. and they went. It went like I think were, it was like a seven game lead at the beginning <laughs> of the month and it was down to one. Yeah, with like a week left and yeah. and I was pulling my fucking hair out, you yeah. know, because I was on my honeymoon and I was trying to get updates for the fucking game. <laughs> and it's oh five, and so Allison's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, no, 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 "Don't worry about it. I I just gotta I gotta go check things." You know? Yeah, so just following the uh, playoff hunt back then. But yeah, I I I gotta tell you. Um, I'm going to throw this out there. Whoever wins the one-game playoff, I think, might win the World Series. You and Buster only. I, I got a feeling that that's probably what's going to happen. Well, the tragedy is... Is the one-game playoff. Well, yeah, the one game because... <laughs> Which is so fucking dumb. I keep thinking about it. 
more and more. You have traditionally the wild card spot. You get to play a whole playoff series if you're the wild card. Right. You know, that was for the last, what, 20 years that's been in place yeah, or something? something like that. How can you, to make it more exciting, have a plane? Well, it's, like that? it's a timing thing. And, they, you know, if you, they say if you run a, a three- or five-game series, those teams that won their division have been waiting around for... And there's, they've offered solutions. Epstein uh, actually offered the solution at the owners' meeting this past year, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the two days after the season... They both play a doubleheader, both div- both conferences. All right. And then you play the third game the next day if necessary. And that way, it's you're the same timing. Same time frame. Um, and Well, that would be cool to see, the doubleheader. Yeah, and that they, they shot it down. A doubleheader. Well, and this is before he was even in the wild card, he said this. He goes, because it's really... it's And then you're looking at the fact that the, the best three records in baseball... Mm-hmm are the Cardinals, the Pirates, the Cubs. And they're all in the same division. Two of them are going to have to play each other. Yeah. And then uh, and then one of them's going to get knocked out the next round. He, and then he, you got the bunch of yeah. slapdicks like the Mets <laughs> who are in a weak division and win that division and then they get they get a bye. Didn't and, the pitcher just hit a no a pitch no hitter the other night or something like that? The guy from the Mets? No. The I guy, was the guy from the Mets. Oh, Max so. Scherzer pitched a no hitter yesterday. That's what it was. Of the year. Yeah. He's on he's on the Nationals. I'm getting my teams mixed up. Um Here's here's an idea. Just go back to the fucking way it was. There's no need for two wild card teams. I well, think I, I, it's nice for the fans to get your team a shot, but it is also a, like a ridiculous notion. Then a team like the Cubs wouldn't be in it. The Cubs now it's rare. Yeah, it's, but it they wouldn't be in it. Rare. But you would you? I mean, you think back to why they even added the wild card. Do you remember why? I can't. It was it more of a the bracket system, right? No. The Giants had a. This is back when I was like baseball knowledge coming I was at like you. Twenty one. Sorry, we're my, talking about baseball. My, my good friend was a Giants fan. They All had right. like an eight game lead. All right. Last month, the Braves, who were in their division at the time, went on a fucking tear. Ended up winning one hundred and five games. The Giants won 104 and didn't make the playoffs. 104 games didn't make the playoffs. I mean, that just comes down to old baseball stuff. Yeah, sure. But then there's the a end. team. That, I think the team that won the division and the other side had like 90 wins. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fans, and I'm not, I'm in this category too. weren't aware of how things used to be. There was one winner. You won the NL. Or well, you won yeah. the AL. Well, and you played be, in the World uh, Series. There was no fucking be, playoffs. Yeah, and then it, then it was two divisions. Yeah, and the two division winners played each other. Mm-hmm. Um, then they added, you know, uh, the wild card. Uh, or three, I, I there know was three why divisions, they do it, and then but... the wild card. And I mean, and you, we, and we're lucky as fans to get playoffs. Money, and it's, yeah. you know, you could shorten the season, but it's money. It's oh, money. Abs- it's all money, dude. Yeah, I like cash. <laughs> I like money. You well. Know, um, like it or not, the Cubs, if they want to win the World Series, they have to beat everybody. You so, want to throw out a, a final prediction of the game score, or you just want to leave it lie and say go Cubs for you? 2-1 um, Cubs. All right. There it is, guys. Because um, they're not facing an easy pitcher themselves. Uh, but I believe Jake can deal, and he's the best pitcher in baseball right now. And I believe that he is... He will rise to the occasion. The dude's fucking cold as ice. Uh, good luck to you, dude. I um, <laughs> I was talking to somebody at the bar, and they were talking about White Sox and Cubs, and uh, there was a Cubs fan there who uh, <laughs> has made no uh, 
no apologies for his hatred of the White Sox, which I didn't really understand. But he was just going on and on about it. I'm like, we were not even involved at this point. But I, I said, I'm actually, and this is coming from me, uh, hoping for good things. I mean, if you guys lose, I'm not going to care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you guys win, I'm, I'm not going to be like, yeah, I'm a bandwagon jumper. But I'm like, who doesn't want that party? Who doesn't want that party? And, and he's like, well, that, then you're just a bandwagon jumper that wants to go to the party. I'm like, no, it's the same thing as like if a friend invites you to their friend's party and you don't know anybody there, you know, like, oh, I don't know anybody. Am I a bandwagon jumper for wanting to go to the party? No, you're no. not like go Cubs at this point. You're just like, it's... <laughs> I want to drink any excuse to fucking. And I'm, you know, I, I don't really do. Any excuse I, to have a party my, is a fucking good excuse. My level of caring about the White Sox is like, yeah, you know, it, it right be below clean right. socks. It's like right around John Hood's. Um, <laughs> but uh, hoodie, I'm happy that you, as a Sox fan, got to experience that. Yeah, I think I, you, I, you need to do. It. I don't. Like, I, if the Sox had lost that year, I'd have been like, all right, whatever. It's um, like you're having an orgasm every second of the day. It's pretty yeah, nice. and it's it's. I'm glad you got to experience <laughs> that. You know, I I. It's, and you and I have always spoken about this. It's the the people that are so hateful on the other side. It's bizarre. That attack you for, and I, 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 I think we, we talked have friends about this. like that. <laughs> I think we talked about this. And I, I post a W. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, whenever the Cubs win. And I started at the beginning of the year, and I just kept it up because they were doing well. And I'm sure. like superstitious and keep the wins. <clears throat> and... When they played this year and the Sox won the first game, one to nothing, a guy who I went to high school with, who I, at this point, and did even he, before this, give the L? could give a fuck about it. He posts an L, <laughs> but then he tags me and like six other people in it. And I responded okay. as I do. Why are you, cons- you're more concerned. Well, well they're the- playing each other though, They were right? playing each other. Okay. But didn't post a W like my team won. It was your team lost. <laughs> and I said, why are you so concerned about the Cubs? Why are, why aren't you saying I mean you're like trying to taunt me that my team lost versus hey my team won. You like taunting. Come on. I, yeah. yeah, and I would be like, "Hey, we kicked your ass." <laughs> I wouldn't be like, "Ha, you lost." You know what I mean? Do you see the difference? You, you want a more creative taunt as opposed to the And I just went, "Whatever, man. <laughs> you you enjoy that, you know." <clears throat> Cuz I you know, at the it, when it's like when they're playing the Sox it's it's a little heightened because it's the crosstown thing. Yeah, but I, essentially, I, it's, I gave up on the series. I, I owe want, Jonah a hat, by the way. I want the so. Cubs to win because they need to win. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with oh, I don't care. We I don't care if we lose to the Pirates. We got to beat the no, no. I want to win. I want to beat the Pirates. Sure. I want to beat the White Sox. I want to beat the Cardinals. I want to beat the Orioles. Whoever we play, no. it's the same thing. I, I I think most friends that have a rivalry in sports, whether you're Bears, Packers, or Cubs, White Sox, or whatever you want to call it, I, like me and Jonah actually have a long-standing tradition now, and it's been going on for I think seven years. And the team, I'm obviously a White Sox fan. He's a Cubs fan. Uh, that has the better record by the end of the season, as long as it's over 500, uh, has to buy their <laughs> oh, you friend guys have a base it to the over 500. Yeah, it's it's got to be over 500 because if both teams lose, we don't feel that's a Okay, see, so because last year I was in it with you. You were like, "I owe you a hat," and I said, "Fuck that." No, that was that was a it was a long. We'll we'll get into that after. But no, the no, it was for the season. The yeah. Cubs had like a one game better, and they both sucked. And I went, "I ain't getting no hat. I don't deserve no hat. My team fucking sucked too." <laughs> 
I remember you saying that too. I'm, like, um, I'm collecting a hat on a fucking on a yeah, we 79 win season. Yeah, we won't collect a hat of under 500, but uh, he's had to buy the last two, and nobody bought anything last year. <laughs> but it's a nice tradition because uh, I have to go to Lids or whatever store and actually purchase the hat with my money while he stands there and taunts me. That's nice. And then we get chicken wings. So everyone, <laughs> <laughs> everyone wins. So. Uh, you want to get into some topics, man? Uh, sure. All right. Um, <laughs> lots of shit going on, and some stuff is already irrelevant in the news and whatnot. Yeah, we, but, we take take off too long. Yeah, uh, sorry again about that noise. But uh, we can get into some other stuff. Just want your thoughts on it. Um, one of my bar flies is a guy named Danny Rhodes. Uh, he That's does. A good name. It, Dan, yeah. It's very. He's an actor. Can you get <laughs> Danny Rose? Danny Rose. Uh, him and an explosion behind him. Every and time his he says friend. <laughs> and his friend Kristen Toomey. Uh, she is a comedian at the Laugh Factory downtown. Danny's a producer, actor. Uh, he's been in tons of independent films. They started a podcast called Butt Hurt. A uh, very very funny show. They do it live at the Laugh, Laugh Factory. They've had some really cool guests on, like the lead singer of the Plain White Tees and stuff like that. Um. So anyway, he was talking about something that kind of rolls in with a few different topics. Uh, he was at a Madonna concert um, with a bunch of his friends. Okay. And the opening scene, uh, she comes out and sings a song. And Hang all on. of her backup. Oh, is he is he straight or gay? He is very gay. Okay. <laughs> He is go, very eccentric, and you know, I'm not. Your, I'm not. Go on with your yeah, story yeah. because the words he was at a Madonna concert. Oh yeah, sorry. I don't have to. You know, it feels like I don't have to bust I that mean, caveat out. But a straight man <laughs> does not go to a, a Madonna concert with a bunch of friends. And, you know, hey, sorry, it's a stereotype, but it's true. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, me, and Jonah went to a Madonna concert, I'm sure there would be some someone, questions. Someone sucking cock at the end, Jonah. <laughs> oh, of course, it's not going to be us. <laughs> Speaking of Jonah's story. <laughs> so anyway, he and I consider myself an agnostic. I've said this several times on the show. I, I don't have any yeah. faith uh, that I could. Of course, I was raised Catholic. Uh, he is also raised Catholic and everything like that. Uh, so he went to the show with a bunch of friends who also consider themselves Catholic. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling the story from a story that I heard on the show. So the opening number for Madonna her dancers come out dressed in nun habits and stuff like that. Okay. And they're doing all kinds of very sexually explicit stuff, like going down on each other okay. and shit like that. Classy as always, Madonna. And at the end of the number, uh, and this is, I'm trying to say it verbatim how he said it, Madonna goes down on one of her dancers and she ends the number by saying, quote unquote, Jesus eats my pussy best or something along those lines. Okay. Again, I don't have uh, any horse in this race. Right. But somehow I felt offended hearing the story secondhand. Yeah. Why is that? I know mean, I was raised Catholic because here's here's it's, here's why. Does why she need to do here's, that? Well, that's exactly why, because yeah. it has nothing to do with anything. It's shock value. First off, yeah, because she's an irrelevant person. Is Her, she? I, is she irrelevant? She's I don't think completely she, irrelevant. I don't think she's still. A, I, I think she's one hundred percent irrelevant. Yeah. She impacts nothing. She opens her mouth and it's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> um, but you would still consider her 
probably one of the last remaining superstar pop stars on the planet, right? I mean, I don't. What do I consider? I mean, that's kind of an oxymoron, superstar pop star. I, it just doesn't. It doesn't ring home with me. I just look and go, oh, okay. Still like, sells look, out every show. I would look at. I look at someone like like <coughs> Justin Timberlake, mm-hmm. who is hilarious, classy. What I heard is he puts on a good show. The dude's got a great voice. Taylor Swift. Oh God. <laughs> I don't like her music. You leave that. I ain't jerking off to her music. Um, You know, Adam and Rodney. Nothing against you guys. Um, I was waiting for it. All right. But she is popular. She's very nice to her fans. All I do is see fucking shit that she does for her fans. Yeah. Um, uh, Pink. I wanted to go see her concert because I I heard she's she's a tremendous performer. Awesome. Yeah. Like she has like ten songs I like. I'm like, oh my god, I like. Her. Really, you like? Yeah. Pink? Oh yeah, she's great, and she can belt it. I learned and I heard she puts day. on a great show, and I wanted to go see the concert. The tickets were like three hundred bucks. I'm like, fuck that. All right, I don't like her that much. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but that's to me superstars. All right. I, I, mean, I still give her that. I still give her that. Why stamp. is Madonna? Why is that offensive? Well, one, she's digging into something that people hold very close to their heart. Certain things, and that's just there are people that are devout Catholics that look at that and go, why? Why? What are you you taking a jab at us for? What did I do to you? Here's the thing. Madonna, and I want to say this as I'm pretty sure as fact, she considers herself Catholic. Yeah, I know she, she still grew up Catholic. prays. Oh no, she every, was she was Buddhist for a while. She was Kabbalah, and then she was British. I mean, it's, I just don't understand the point <laughs> of that shock value because she can't sell tickets otherwise. Her voice is gone. Yeah, she doesn't think? have the pull. She could come out and sing an acoustic set, and I bet you she'd sell out a fucking stadium. Probably, but yeah. she doesn't know that. It's it's amazing yeah. to me that somebody who is in her fifties, and be, I, I I still consider like there's no way a Madonna concert is not going to sell out. I just don't see the relevancy of that act. Like she rebelled when she was young against you know Papa Don't As Preach most and all this. People do, yeah. And you know what? It makes sense in the eighties. It makes sense, but who is keeping you down hey, message, so much? What message is she sending? That's out? what I'm saying. What message what is, she is she trying sending? to say to us? What's she trying to prove? What are you What are you pointing at there? Yeah, you know that that there were Catholic priests that molested kids. Well, that's you know okay. Gr- thanks for catching on. Twenty years later, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't get it. I mean, what the fuck? It, so again, no horse in the race. But I just found my, I heard the story, and I was. It's like she's going to have a protest against the Vietnam War next. I mean, it would. Pfft. Get get relevant. It has nothing to do with anything. She's just trying to shock us, and it's offensive to you because you look at, yeah, you don't you don't believe this, but you you know people and you respect people who do. Yeah, have I that think belief. that's got to be what it is. It, she has I a make lack fun of, of religion, but I don't shit on religion. Is yeah, she has thing? a lack of respect for like I'm I'm not Muslim, mm-hmm. but I. You're not going to go out and burn a Koran anytime soon. No, there's soon. guys that the guys that own the cigarette shop next to the restaurant mm-hmm. are Muslim, and they were telling me one day about their their. Uh, it's not a temple, but it's a. I know they, what you mean. The mosque, get, mosque. Yeah, and he was talking about his mind. And he was telling me about it, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool," you know. And I'm listening to him, and they're friendly guys, for sure. You know, I don't believe it. I'm not going to be like, ah, I'm going <laughs> to, you know, have Muhammad going down on a woman dressed in. You know. Oh, could you imagine the outrage? See, that's a big difference. At least the Catholics at this point are over the you know whole. Let's get her head on a platter. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, I mean, I just – it's respect for other people. It's just – that's yeah, all it is. It's so messed up that that still – like, there. I guess I, I don't understand the point. And I get upset when people shit on religion to a certain degree. And this kind of was – I don't know why I made the correlation to Ben Carson. And there was a news report, and he, he doubled down on it too. But he basically said uh, – he doesn't feel anybody that's Muslim or has a Muslim faith should be president of the United States. So he took a lot of flack from that, from uh, the left and everything. And I wanted to think about it as me. Yeah. I didn't want to just be like, oh, that's wrong. That's terrible that he said <laughs> even said that out loud. You know, you should respect every religion. The Muslim can be president. And I really wanted to get past my own bigotry and my own bias. And I was thinking about what he said, and I was just like can a Muslim person be president and would I feel comfortable with it? And I, I really kind of did it a little soul searching. I was like, I probably wouldn't like that so much, but that's based on. So do you, are you against Obama then? <laughs> <laughs> a three pointer from the corner. Um, Gaby. I, again, I, I think I got an unnatural bias that comes with everything I've learned by the media portrayal of Islam and Muslims and shit like that. I I think I have a fear and I don't like that. Right now. Well, right now there's a lot of fucking violence going on in Allah's name. Yeah. Um, And that's, I think we're seeing the shitty percentage. And I think if anybody's honest with themselves, there probably is a little bit of bigotry in there. If you're, if you're not Muslim and I don't like it. I personally, I mean, if you look at the basic values of Islam, mm-hmm. they're very similar to Christianity. No, they very all, don't similar. they all have the same? The Torah is part of every book, right? Uh, no, not necessarily. Judaism, but there's a lot of there's a lot of similar messages, stories for sure. Um, it, so they run, you know, not parallel, but fairly close values. Yeah. Okay. I've never read the Quran. I've read the Bible the several times. Extremists, so. and you could say extremists in any religion for sure. Right now, but extremism in Muslims, they don't carry those values. No, they're, they're not carrying those values on. So could I accept a Muslim person as a president? Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think a president's religion should matter simply because, I mean, what's the difference if, I mean, I, I'm Catholic. There's been one Catholic president. Up, yeah, John F. Kennedy was a prime example. Um, People thought go, the Pope oh, was going to run them. Yeah. You know, Bush was uh, a Christian, a born again. Um, Bush wasn't a great president, but do I think I I need a, a president with moral character? Mm. And even an, you as an agnostic have good moral character. I like to hope so. <laughs> um, there could be an so, atheist anyway. with good moral character. Sure. People say say morals, and they think, oh, you're religious. No, it's about how you treat people and For what sure. your values are that drive your decisions. So if a Muslim has good moral character, it doesn't matter. I'm okay with them yeah. being because they're driven by something higher than politics, uh, money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I'm getting at. I yeah. know it shouldn't matter. But you it's know, still I look at Bush and I, I say he's not a, I, he's not a good president. But I believe his decisions were driven by good moral character. Yeah. I mean, I still... He always did what he thought was right. Case in point, if I hear a president talk about God, Obama included, I'm like, I don't want your choices to be driven by your religion. I want your choices to be driven by 
like what you're saying, uh, a, a assertion of the situation at hand and making good moral judgment based on that. I don't yeah. think you need to have the religion background. So when well, somebody but it's not reference to yeah. God doesn't mean reference to religion. Yeah, I know. It just it still bugs religion me, is so. just the structure of how you approach God for sure. So I'm I'm an oxymoron myself. I get mad when people shit on religion, and I don't want it mixed with my That's politics not, at I, all. I mean, so. I get mad. I get mad when uh, I'm trying to think. Or of Madonna that, concerts. That I, <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that I don't hold close to my heart, but at the same time, I'm like I would be offended by it. Um, and I, you know, I've I've said this multiple times. I'm a Republican. I don't get offended, but. Uh, there are times, you know, there's times where I look and I go, hmm, that's, eh, it's too much guy, right? It's too much. Um, I'll tell you, uh, uh if, well, if you're going to do shock value, it's got to be funny and it's got to, it can't be just shocking for the sake of shocking. There was a comment made to a friend of mine recently about her weight. Okay. And she is a thin person and she had gone through a tough time where she had lost a bunch of weight. Okay. And has gained a lot of it back, and her life's going better now and whatnot. And there was a comment made to her recently regarding her weight and how skinny she was. And she kind of told me about it and was like, you know, what the fuck? How is that different than calling someone fat? You know what I mean? And, I, and I'm and i not offended. Like, if someone said, Luke, you're skinny, I'd be like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Thanks. But, fuck you! But I was offended <laughs> for her. Because I was like, yeah, you know, the the tough time she was having, I mean, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. You know, and you think the that fact person's that person intent was comment, to harm them? That person's intent. Well, no, that person just has no common sense. No common sense. All right. In that Jonah? situation. It was Jonah? It's like, no, it wasn't Jonah. <laughs> um, but that's, you know, it, at that point, I was offended for her. All right. I Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Okay. All right. Common ground. It's always good. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the awful shit that just happened this week. Did the White Sox win a game? Oh, another three-pointer from the corner. Oh, um, another school shooting. Um, yep. Uh, community college in Oregon. I mean, we've talked about these things few times on this show and it's yeah it's I mean, never not i don't really have it it'd be regurgitating well re- regurgitating or not i think i don't understand why gun violence has become so politicized on both sides i mean i think there should be a pretty good group effort when regarding gun violence i don't understand why it's so divided when i when i think about it to me as a practical human being when i see this shit and you take all the crazies out of it regarding conspiracy theory or false flag or somebody trying to take your guns away or somebody you know trying to give you a gun you take all that noise out of it why shouldn't it be very difficult to get something that can murder people in seconds and i I think I might have mentioned this before, but it should be difficult. Sure. It should we be very it hard. Should be. It should be very difficult sure. to get a gun. Sure. And people say, well, it's my uh, it's my right. Yes, it is your right to get a gun. I'm not trying to take that away from you. It should be fucking extremely hard for you to get that gun. Yes. Let alone 13, I think this kid owned. All legal. No, he didn't own them all. I all read legal. I, what I limited stuff I did read. It was over 10. Um, some of them belong to uh, relatives. Rel- but again, all yeah, obtained legally. Yeah. 
This kid did nothing wrong when it came to the acquisition of these guns. And I'm just thinking to myself, he is in his 20s. I, I, I don't want to give this fucking... he got three names, which is, you know, I'll, a sure I'll sign. Yeah. Steve Stephen Michael Bart, I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> three names. Um, no, I, I... No person should have that access to that much weaponry at any given time. I mean, maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot, no pun intended, but I can understand if you want a gun for hunting or a gun for safety, but my God, you're a fucking kid and you have that many weapons on you. That should be fucking... Well, yeah, I mean... I know, where do you limit it? Blah, 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 but... You no, know, I just, I don't, I don't... It's fucked I've up. I've said this a long, uh, many times. If I wanted to get a gun right now, I could. Yes. Legally or illegally. Mm-hmm. Um... And I always think, and I've said this before, the fault does not lie in the gun. It lies in, one, the person, and two, I mean, you got to be a little bit fucking... They found whacked, his manifesto. Whacked in the head. It hadn't been released yet, but it was in a backpack. They found his manifesto. Yeah, you so got to be a little whacked up. in the head, and I point my fingers at the mental health system and the screening processes and the the lack of... A guy like this should have been oh. freaking medicated. And so he was... he in. What came out of it, too, he was attacking people with religion. Again, it kind of falls back into our other conversation now. He specifically asked if people in the room, I guess, were Christian. Yeah. And uh, people that stood up or said, yes, he killed point blank. Yeah. So, turns out this person wasn't like a Muslim or anything like that, killing in the name of Allah. He was just, and I don't know if you're familiar with 4chan. It's a internet posting board, a forum. It's mm. all an anonymous. You can put whatever the fuck you want up there. There's nobody that can trace you back unless you like go through IP addresses and shit like sure. that. Apparently, it's just a fucking kid that hates everything. He was so uh, apathetic to the world. Yeah. Uh, and he hates religion. He hates this. He hates that. Yeah. But now, of course, I see like... People are attacking Christians. Well, of course, nation. yeah. And, and then, it just yeah. like came out. And I'm just like, you got everyone. Like when the Boston Marathon bombing happened. Yeah. There was a, I shit you not. There was a group, a running organization that wrote runners are being attacked. Yeah. I shit you not. Like the guy had something like, against running. Now, then they, the, no. I, would, I would have been a suspect. <laughs> <laughs> Quality, man. You're on fire. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. It's not about runners. Right. Nobody fucking's trying to. Uh, just, well, I get no, that he said. I think you're falling. I think you're falling short because nobody yeah. stopped and said, "Are you a runner?" Yeah. And then shot them. <laughs> Obviously, so, I, I I get this what you're guy saying had there. something against Christians. The point is, he had something against everybody. Yes, he he was it, he was just a fucked up kid. All because the people that said that didn't respond or say yes, he shot in the legs. Yeah, it's just so messed up, dude. So, yeah, it got memefied everywhere. And then, of course, the memification of Obama's response. I saw people like, you've got to watch this heartfelt response by our president. It's one of the most magnificent things I've ever heard. And I'm going to make a stand right now on Facebook. Yes. On Facebook. Like to if you do agree. what I can to stop this tragedy. Yeah. Like if you that agree. was that side. Yeah. The other side. Can you believe how many times Obama said the word I in his speech? And I'm just thinking to myself, that's 
that's what you that's what you got from it, huh? So we have the fucking lunatics that are making a stand on Facebook against gun violence, and you got the other lunatics that look at the speech and basically missed every kind of what might have been a sentiment of reality inside of it just because they were counting how many times the fucking president said I. So everyone that uh, has an agenda, fuck yourselves. Please just go fuck yourselves. I don't want to see any more of this bullshit on my wall. If some kids get shot, can we all just fucking be sad for a second? Yeah. Can we all just be sad? Because that's fucked up. And then the third group, the third group, you conspiracy fuckers. The false flag fuckers. I can't believe half of you are my friends. I really can you believe? Oh, just like fucking Newtown, Connecticut, man. It's the same shit. You know, half of those kids are still alive. Oh, I know. Give me a break. Did you see that the parents were out there giving interviews only two hours later? Oh, man. It was all planned. Look at this video. Loose change. (laughs) I can't stand it, dude. That's all I got from the shooting is people are assholes every direction. You yeah. can't look anywhere. I sorry. I, I went on a rant. And this is probably um and this is probably one of the saddest parts of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I heard about the shooting and I shrugged my shoulders. That's sad. I got to give you, man, because you got to uplift not because I don't care, but because I've become numb to it. That's what I think. That was the president's speech. He said he's fucking everyone's numb. It is a common thing. And you could look at it and go, so, you know, you know, it happened so much that no, it just it's not a shock anymore. There's a lot of fucked up people out there. Yeah. You know, I read I read articles that don't that don't like hit the national news of guy, you know, broke in and raped a woman and stabbed her 73 times. You know what I mean? You look at you 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 see all this stuff and you kind of go you know. Yeah. Right, it happens every day. Happens every day. Just because he kills one person, it's not less of a tragedy than someone that goes in and kills nine people. Okay? It happens every day. Guns, knives, strangling, pedophiles. Uh uh Welcome back. <laughs> you know what I mean? It it happens every day. It happens, you know, we sit there and giggle when a fucking yeah. female teacher has sex with a 12-year-old boy. We go, "Nice." Okay? I, but that, it, that it happens every day. Why is it that's not different? It's the same shit. It's people with a warped sense of reality that go out and do shit that you go, "Huh? I've never considered that." No. Why is you know, where at what point do you turn the corner and go, Yep, I'm gonna go shoot a bunch of people. Yep, I'm gonna go molest that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go drive down the street and pick up a girl and six year old girl and kill her and have sex with a dead body. Let me. I mean, who 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 does that? I want your opinion on something because uh, it kind of fades into this. This kid, whoever he was, three my three name Stephen Michael Barter, <laughs> Jonas uh, Satura Snyder, Jonas Satura Snyder of. <laughs> um, he he was posting on that 4chan board, the one I was telling you about, and he put up a post, and they're assuming this is him, okay? Like, don't go to school in Oregon tomorrow. Things are going to happen. There'll be blood, blah, 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 blah. I don't want... That's not verbatim. So all these people that are posting on the board are like, yeah, man, do it. 
and then the other people are posting, here's how you should do it. You should line them up in the corner and blah, blah, blah. If somebody tries to get away, you have an easier shot. I shit you not. These are all posts from anonymous people. I read the posts from the 4chan board. It is disturbing as fuck. Yep. Because you have rallyers behind. And you've got to imagine this is not the first time somebody posted, like, I'm going to do something crazy. And, and nothing and, happens. And those people that encouraged him? Yeah. They should find them and arrest them. That's what I was going to ask you. Should those people? Fuck yes. Yes, I agree. If 100%. you and I are sitting here on this show and you, 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 you're down and you go, dude, I'm going to go. I, I feel like I want to go fucking shoot up a school. Yeah. And I sit here and went, fuck yeah, do it, do it, man. Here's Absolutely. how you should do it. Absolutely. I should be prosecuted, and that, and because I am complicit to the crime. Oh, thank you. All right. So there, there's where your anonymity ends. All right. If you're encouraging yeah. this fucking yeah. shit, dude, you should just burn just like this fucker did. Yep. And here's here's what these boards do. Uh, Jeremy Brzezicki was talking about this on something. Gabe, there's something called doxing. And this is a term that I didn't even know. But basically, it's when people on the Internet publish your phone number, your address, the place you work, your social security uh-huh. number, and they put it all on the Internet. And after the shooting happened, the people on this board who knew other people on the board that they didn't like, they put false information out to the FBI saying these are the real shooters. So two kids got like probed by the FBI right after this fucking happened. And they went after this one dude who uh, he posts YouTube videos and he happened to be in uh, the Oregon area. And then there was another kid who was a Muslim and the FBI went after him just because they started posting uh, on anonymous 4chan board. So, I mean, this rabbit hole goes deep. Th- those people got to be arrested just as quickly as the other ones, you'd imagine, right? I I, well, <clears throat> well, maybe providing false information. Yeah, that, that's got to be fucked up just that's as bad. That's not the same as telling a guy to go kill people. Yeah, good point. <laughs> um. I mean... You flag somebody for a fucking mass murder. I think there should be a, a little bit of hell coming your way yeah, too. So you should be serving some prison time. Yeah, shit, dude. All right, let's let's get to uplifting shit. First, I'm gonna pee. I gotta pee too. I gotta... Oops, I did it again. You played with my balls and used your tongue on my butt. I heard you pee and then fart in there. Now I can't go in right away. I want to yell at some more people. Okay, who's next? Um, our our uh, pope was in town. Yes, Good old pope, the pope. Uh, hey, he came into uh, the United States, did a lot of visiting around, um, a lot of goodwill, and gave a speech in front of the Congress. I I thought it was great. I mean, I tell you. This is probably the one pope that I've actually enjoyed watching him say things. Like when he speaks, I kind of pay attention. He's a nice guy. I think he he's got a background that seems very Christian to me. Like all inclusive, you know, very golden very, rule, very Christian. high moral standards. Yeah, and I I like I like the cut of his jib. Yeah. So, uh he was in town and apparently he met with our our favorite county clerk in Kentucky, Kim Davis. And so, of course, everyone gets fucking mad. He didn't. I, well, I don't know if he met her, shook her hand, 
But she was at a rally thing and shook his hand. Like here's the thing: like ten thousand other people. I don't care if he met with her for thirty minutes and had a sit down with her or anything like that, or if they fucking went to Denny's. It doesn't matter. People that are getting upset about the fact the Pope, if he would would have met her, if that happened, why not? He's the fucking Pope. He's all inclusive. Is he supposed to say "fuck you, lady" and then walk yeah. away? No. Well, he's the, the one pope. the one thing is he didn't meet her, and Kim Davis turned it into "I met with the Pope." <laughs> uh, okay, so she's an asshole. He also met with Raúl Castro <laughs> in Cuba. That's my point. He's the Pope. Yeah, he meets everybody. He's pretty he's, much he loves the man. Everybody. Right? He's, he's setting an example of. Yes, Kim Davis is an ugly troll, um, <laughs> but I I love her because she's a human being. I saw, I shit you not, it was from the Huffington Post, uh, editorial written that the Pope destroyed all of his goodwill by meeting with Kim Davis. Really? Somebody wrote it. I didn't read it. I just read the headline. This is, and again, it's an editorial, so it's not a genuine article. It's just one guy's opinion. But if that's really your opinion, you've obviously failed to understand who the Pope is. You have is, no fucking clue. Is Kim Davis the worst per- per- person in the world? <laughs> I mean, worse than Raul uh, Castro? Probably not. I mean, come on. Okay. Castros aren't exactly fucking saints. Is, is, I mean, okay. He met with Fidel, too. What would the worst person in the world do? Okay, worst person in the world. Going by standards, I'm going to say Hitler. Close followed by Stalin. Okay, so they're <laughs> pretty bad. You're labeling worst person in the world as someone who would <laughs> kill clerk. six to ten million people. I, you know what? If I, no, I'm saying if you're going to go as standards of the worst person, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, yeah. You're putting. I'm going to say yeah. That's okay. that's got. I'll, I'll lump in there maybe. Uh, uh, Attila the Hun, shit like that. You well, know. I, I not even a biggest. specific person, but someone who say is a serial child. Okay. Molester. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm not um, saying Hitler didn't molest children. I'm pretty sure, you know. I can't I can't prove or disprove it. Well, I'll say he did. Um <laughs> Okay. But see people like that, okay. This woman doesn't want to give out gay marriage certificates. Okay. Again, I'm against Does that, it but... level up against it? <laughs> Put your hands out. Is, now do the is old scale. The, do the old is scale. That the bottom of the barrel where if they met with this person, you know that's the word I mean I have friends, I you know, I have friends that are gay that like the one my one friend is is absolutely hates her. Like loathes her. You talking about her. Ken or Al? Ken. <laughs> loathes her. And I give him shit all the time because he posts about her so much. I'm like, I think you love her. I wonder if he he's in the camp that the Pope disgraced his goodwill. Ah, Ken's by... not religious, he don't care. All right. So he, um He's the Pope. If I, Hitler was in a jail cell right now, he was still alive. Ninety years old or whatever the fuck. The Pope would meet with Hitler. Probably. He no, there's no probably. He's the fucking Pope. Pope. John Paul yeah. met with the Turkish Arab guy <laughs> that shot him and forgave him. Hey, it's a cool. He f- forgave <laughs> uh, him. Don't worry about it. He was Polish. <laughs> I don't care. Um, <laughs> Every Pope talks so, like this. <laughs> and and I'll take it a step further. The Pope is Catholic. Yeah. If you're not Catholic, fuck off. He's our guy. <laughs> Okay, if you're not Catholic, shut the fuck. Kim Davis, you're not Catholic. Shut up. I think she just wanted some credibility. She doesn't I, have any credibility. See, now you, you just added a you added um. He's our guy. A, a layer to it that I didn't know because I didn't know her camp 
said, oh, yeah, she met with the Pope, which gives her position some sort of validation, you know, in her brain. Like, yeah. oh, it's good to know that the Pope's on my side. You know, Pope's I shook, on my side. I shook Ryan Sandberg's hand twice. Did I meet with him twice? <laughs> did we discuss baseball <laughs> tactics? Or did I confront him, surprise him, and shake his hand? You're telling all your friends, hey, I helped Ryan Sandberg hit that last I home run. I met with Ryan Sandberg I, today. I gave him advice that won the game. <laughs> when you add the word with... <laughs> hey, uh, wait, wait, okay, two different meanings. I met Ryan Sandberg. I met with Ryan Sandberg. <laughs> Do you see the difference? Yes. It's like when I tell people I met Kevin Garnett. All right? I met Kevin Garnett at Enchanted Castle on Roosevelt Road in Lombard, Illinois, and we played Mortal Kombat 3. That does not make him my friend. <laughs> But I did play a video game with him at one point. There you so, go. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> me and Kevin Garnett, we go way back. And you met with him <laughs> and told him about basketball. All right. Well, speaking of, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna turn it up. We're gonna be happy real quick. Uh, this surprisingly comes from Al, and Al Isson. <laughs> no, Al. Al. Uh, uh, Ken and Al. Okay. Um, because I saw this story, and I saw that Al posted it, too. So I was like, oh, shit. So I copied it and pasted it real quick. This is regarding a new business model, Luke. And I wanted your opinion as a business owner. I won't say his last name. Ha, 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 ha. Stay alive. Stay alive. Okay, here it is. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> here it is. Okay. So I'll put this up today. And I saw this new business model out of Linthicum, Maryland. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read this to you because I don't want to lose any of the nuance of the story. All right. This new Linthicum business will give people the chance to cuddle. Did you see any of this? No, but I have uh, read an article about a girl who is hired as a cuddler. I think uh, we're going to go the same direction here. Uh, And... Arundel County is getting ready to open up a new business that is believed to be the first in the state, a cuddle shop. Tiffany and Rob Andrews are working toward opening Tender Embrace. Those seeking the opportunity to cuddle could pay anywhere between $40 to $500 for a therapeutic session. The Andrews understand there are skeptics on their business, but have stressed there is nothing for anyone in the community to fear. We get a lot of it's it's creepy, Tiffany said, who is going to let... Her spouse or their spouse cuddle with a stranger. Mm. 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 So there are types of questions that Andrew said uh, to get to become a professional cuddler. The couple is in the process of opening a tender embrace, which they believe is the only cuddle for hire business in Maryland. 25% of men who are over 45 are lonely. If we can help any way without medical help, then that's what we're used for. What do you think? If people are willing to buy it, then it's a good business model. You you, you think it's um, just uh, code for sex? <laughs> no, I read I read an article about a girl who does it. Girl's beautiful. Who doesn't uh, want to cuddle beautiful. a beautiful girl? She's she's. I shouldn't <laughs> say beautiful. She was cute. She had a boyfriend. She talked about her rules. She has regular clients. Um, if the person becomes aroused, she always steps back and says it's not appropriate. Let's tone it. To, but she'll like wear a certain scent. She'll dress a certain way. But there's no sex. It's all cuddling. You can spoon her. She'll spoon you. And how do you not get aroused? 
Because I, it's not a sexual thing. Oh, see, I, I don't know. I I am. Let me ask you something. I'm a cuddler. When you go into the doctor. Yes. And he bends you over that table and gives you a prostate exam. Yes. Do you get aroused? No. But that arouses a lot of people. No. When people go in that, I've never, that method. I would imagine somebody's got to be getting it's a little uh, like, just, ooh. Uh, it's just. Uh, <laughs> Do you know from experience? It's an exam. <laughs> well, I'm I, saying. It's, it's you, just you where you're touching in, me. All right. I, I, I had a, a exam where, you know, she does the whole check in your tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, like, oh, yeah, you know, but hey, oh, you know, oh. if Amy checks my tomatoes, it arouses me. I, I if my you. little Asian doctor does it, I go, you done down there? Egg roll? Yeah. <laughs> Turtle head going in. <laughs> I think... I, I'm suspicious. I'm, I'm, I'm in the, oh, look I'm at in the, the little fella. Crowd. He's like a scared turtle. <laughs> look at him. Come on out, little buddy. <laughs> if you see your shadow, there's six more I weeks love of winter. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I, I just, I think there's something fishy about it, to be honest with you. Are all massage places? No, but I know, I know, uh, at, I don't want to say several because it's not. I know of at least two in the Chicagoland area. Where are they? <laughs> talk after the show uh, that uh, full release massages sure. yeah. and, and these are reputable places like they're not reputable well apparently enough to you know <laughs> be reputable in Yelp <laughs> but I'm just getting at it like if you know it can be done there why is a, a cuddle therapy place any different because maybe they don't do it $500 to lay next to somebody well, I don't know what that entails yeah I mean, oh, maybe I that's got like maybe that's like overnight oh. cuddling type thing. <laughs> uh, so, you're you're you. Would you would you uh, ever entertain getting this service? No, because I don't need to be cuddled. Uh, I, uh, w- when you were single a while back, would you would you just want to experience it? So if I was single and I had forty bucks, that's what the cheapest one I think they. If said I had forty bucks, I think and I, I would to try cuddled, it once I just would to see. Try it. I, I would try it just to be like, okay, well, I'll try anything I need. It'd be kind of weird just having some stranger spoon you. Well, that's probably very similar to, you know, I don't know. I mean. You think a lot of women are going to take this up? Because it looks like it's a pre- primarily male-dominated. Depends on what the dude's, depends like, the dude's like. I mean, maybe they want to cuddle with a woman. I'm always thinking of ways to get rich. And, you know, if that's the only one in Maryland, we can open the one in Illinois and get this all squared I, away. I don't know. Ooh, don't know. it's Robe Amy. <laughs> I don't know. Rove, Amy. I, it, it's not something that I would entertain, but that doesn't mean other people might. Can, can I ask Amy? Sure. Amy, come here for a second. Yeah. I want you to, to talk about this particular topic that uh, our good friend Al put up. And it's a company in Maryland called uh, what Something Embrace, and it's a professional cuddling organization. I've heard of these before. Hey, grab the microphone. Grab the microphone. <laughs> I've heard of these before. So... Do you think shady business or legitimate? I think there's a legitimate, um, I don't know if you want to call it science, but I believe that people need it and stuff like that watch, works. Watch, watch. <laughs> <laughs> see, I know you I, can't I see back, it. She feels better. Oh, see? she does. Do I think that there's like things going on behind the scenes? Yes, that kind of stuff? yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not with that company. But maybe not I'm with saying, that company. I'm sure there's always a front for, you know. I mean, if you're one of those like workers, I said, I, I, the perfect example is the massage places. I get a massage. Amy gets massages. You know, but there are places that are fronts for whorehouses. 
I see. That's what I think. This right. th- this sort of uh, opportunity for guys, I think, becomes a front, regardless if the business is involved or not. So if you have a girl that's willing to cuddle with you for five hundred bucks, she'd be like, whisper in your ear, "Hey, here's my card. Meet me." There out. was yeah, a, so, there was right, a right. dance teacher that was seeing men at her dance studio and having sex with them for money. <laughs> no, Luke, a few they, years Luke, back, Luke, they were dancing. Yeah, they were dancing. <laughs> it's a new move. You're on the ground. You're just not hip. You're, you're you're not into the new moves the kids are doing these days. I guess <laughs> you don't know how to juke, Luke. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna twerk. <laughs> they were twerking. They were just twerking. She no, was, I. She was twerking. Okay, on my cock and balls. Amy, if you were a single woman, would you ever entertain a cuddle shop? No. Like, I would. I no, I would try it. If I was a single guy, I would try it once just to see. Like, okay, this is maybe I'll like it. You know? <laughs> I think it's a good thing for some people. Like you see every now and then, maybe there's a good story coming out of it. But yeah. for the most part, I don't think you know what you're getting yourself into. Hey, here's the thing, guys. Strip I clubs. Know. I mean, you're just getting right down. You know, they cuddle too. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they cuddle too. You know, at least you know what you're getting in front of. So thank you, Amy. Uh, we yeah. got a couple of topics today. So uh, Amy's, doc- Amy's, uh, <laughs> Amy's appearance is brought to you by <laughs> Pink Bathroom. Johnson's baby oil. Dr. Luke, uh, you ready to answer some questions? Yeah, let me get my diploma. Woo! Dr. Luke is a segment where I ask Dr. Luke sex and relationship advice questions I find on the internet, and I have Dr. Luke answer them instead. Dr. Luke! Yes. These are all questions from guys today. Okay. One guy writes, my buddy is being a goddamn... Eeyore asshole. He's sad all the time because he just got out of a long-term relationship. Okay. Doesn't specify how long is long-term. I want to be a nice guy. What's the best way I can help my buddy out? Okay. Here it, are the steps to helping. Yeah, it's it's actually a good question because you know, everyone's gone the through The first that thing shit. you do is you sit and listen to the story. All right. Okay. The next thing you do... Is you get that buddy laid. <laughs> what if Lane is not much of an option for the buddy? He's like, I don't want anything to fucking do with chicks. Yes, they do. <laughs> All right. After that, you give them a mourning period. Specified, say, a month. Okay. And then you tell them, buck the fuck up. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and the, the mourning period is is... Is, is there math involved? Correlated with the length and depth of the relationship. Okay. So if there's a few years. If you've been married for 10 years and your wife leaves you, yeah, you get a little bit more of a mourning period. If you dated a girl I've been for married three for 10 months, years. What are you talking about? If, Allison, no. Don't if, you, if you dated a girl for three months and you caught her blowing a guy in a bar bathroom. Yeah, that's not something to get too upset about. Yeah, you get about. about a week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought she was for the one. No. So, yeah. Listen. <laughs> All right. Get him laid. Then you t- tough love. Buck, buck the fuck up. Tough love. I like that. Stop man. being such a pussy. All right. Question number two, Doctor Luke. Yes, sir. Why am I afraid to piss in public? Piss shy. Because you have a small penis. <laughs> I I think when I was a kid, I was afraid to pee in public. Like you're. That's different. Children are are more apt to cover up. Yeah, the piss shy. So you know, grown men. Stage apparently. Friend. Have stage fright. I think they, they, they chronicled this in that movie, uh, Waiting, 
with Ryan Reynolds and there, there was a guy in the movie who for the life of him could not pee when people were around. So if somebody would like knock on the door or come around, he just he froze up. I have stage fright when I'm at like either a crowded bar mm-hmm. or if I'm at a like event like a baseball game, if there's a bunch of people waiting behind me. That <laughs> happens to me sometimes because I feel like they're like going oh. You know, waiting yeah. for me, you know, and I'm like, ah, come on, hurry up. People are waiting. Do you think it's stage fright or do you think it's like a vulnerable thing? Like you're at your most defenseless when you're taking a piss around a public group of places. Well, it's so funny. if there's drunk guys or some shit like that behind you, they can knock into you or I some shit. I, I feel pretty po- powerful in my cocks in my head. <laughs> Touch them all. <laughs> it's like sitting on a nuclear warhead. <laughs> so I go back to my original answer. You're ashamed of your penis. <laughs> Dr. Luke, last question of the day. Dr. Luke, what is the limit per day on boxing the clown? Jerking off. Well, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Edit. Uh, You you can't edit that out. (laughs) Okay, I won't. (laughs) Um a legitimate question what's the limit like okay is, is there should there be some hey man if you're the guy in the first question three <laughs> if you're just a normal guy two. if you're jerking off three times a day you don't have a job yeah <laughs> two you get a morning rub yeah. you get an evening yeah, rub yeah there's no afternoon rub you, you, you to, should be at work if you're at work and you do it then you're a pedophile <laughs> And you're the worst human in the world with Hitler and Stalin. Staring at you, Kim Davis. You didn't Kim Davis. Pope. <laughs> you shook his hand. Um, I got no more Dr. Luke it's, questions. It, Thank you so much. The difference between man yeah. mas- is, is if you do it once, All right. you met your penis. If you do it more than once, you met with your penis. <laughs> do you see the difference? <laughs> uh, nice callback. There's... <laughs> Luke's on fire today. He's awesome. Luke speaks truth. See, I got to give him three weeks off all the time. Luke speaks truth. (laughs) Dr. Luke speaks truth with a diploma. All right, man. Um, It's time for the Jonah story of the week. I actually uh, have a small story that I just remembered about this fucking clown who we love. Um, Unless you got one. I don't want to. Well, I would like to call uh, uh, the girl that was at the party that was like, wait, are you? Are that you Jonah from the Jonah was stories? Fantastic. Jonah's yeah. got groupies. And I, I, I we told she that had to listened Aaron. to a couple episodes and said and was like, Are you are you the Jonah? Are from the you Jonah the stories? Jonah? <laughs> yeah. And Jonah looked around like, what? Who? I don't think you would necessarily classify her as a fan. <laughs> it was more of a should I move over a seat? <laughs> <laughs> Something bad might happen. Yeah, dude, that was crazy because he's got a reputation. And I've that we've created for him. Well, the, well he created for himself, and we helped to massage that reputation. When Rodney and Adam met him for the first time, they, uh, they're just like, wow. I, you know, you have this expectation of him just being like this massive drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, rah, rah. He wakes up drunk. He's like, he was a lot more docile than we thought. <laughs> like a sleeping bear. That's all he was. Right. Just a sleeping bear. Um, back in the day... Uh, for our Sigma Delta camping trips, uh, way before I had children, uh, we used to all have a party before the actual trip. So we usually left on Thursday morning and we get up to Wisconsin Dells. So I asked a couple people to come over on Wednesday 
and this is before you were even a uh, part of the group, um, just to have a couple beers, mm. you know, a pregame before the fun. Nothing crazy. Not going to get hammered because we got a long drive in front of us. Just to come spend the night, sleep on the couch, blah, 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 blah. That way everyone's in the same spot. So Jonah and Jimmy both come <laughs> over to the house. That actually was the camping trip I was on. Was it really? Yeah. You just drove separate, I take it. Or you drove. I just showed up in the morning. I got you. Okay. Oh, yeah. The next day when we were all leaving. So these two guys, uh, after we had a couple beers and everything like that, I go to bed. And Jonah and Jimmy decide that they were going to stay up for the rest of the night and get hammered before they get. You understand? They're getting hammered before they get hammered. You needed to specify this? I mean. (laughs) You think of the two culprits. So uh, they raid my fridge. Mm-hmm. All right. Again, think of the two culprits. And, and they raid my cupboard. And for some reason, and they're going to have to specify. We'll get Jimmy back on, too, because I want to know what the thought process was. They decide to play Turbo Cups, which we've broadcast a couple of live games, and you guys pretty much got the gist of how that game works. Jonah and Jimmy decided that they would have some sort of competition. Now, we realize there's only two of them. All right. So they're competing for what essentially is pride at this point. They make a championship belt and bracelets and crowns all out of aluminum foil. And they wear them around the house while they're getting drunk and hammered. And in the morning, I just see everything destroyed. Yeah. And them basically asleep on the floor with a fake aluminum foil championship belt around Jonah's waist, if I'm not mistaken. So that's how I saw Joan in the morning, and I kick him in the ribs to wake him up, which was great. So, come on, dude. And that's basically the story, but the, you have to understand, the, the camping trip was all about, you know, having fun and getting wasted. Yep. Before the camping trip, he had fun and got wasted by himself, because Jimmy couldn't keep up. You know, it's Jonah, and, you know, yeah. just by himself. <laughs> But uh, the only question I have for Jonah is, where is the championship belt? Because I wonder if he still has it as some sort of memento for yeah. me. <laughs> he keeps it right next to his child's picture on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the little things about our good friend Jonah. Yeah. Well, it's always a he's little a character. Um, You're the Jonah? If I don't go to uh, um, Pittsburgh, if they're not playing in Pittsburgh or mm-hmm. I don't get the tickets, um, I am going to have a watch party here Wednesday if you'd like to come over and watch the game. I will be in Milwaukee. I'll be. Uh, have to, so here's here's the schedule coming up for you folks that listen to the show. I um I'm gone uh, on a bunch of trips for my other job. So and next week, the 11th, where me and Luke would normally record on Sunday morning, I will be one of the idiots running downtown in Chicago. So I think we're going to get you a guest host next week. I don't know if it's going to be Jonah, but if you have anybody in particular, some buxom blonde or something like that, maybe Allison. We'll get Allison to oh, can co-host. You me and Allison oh, that would be fantastic if she would do it. I hate you. <laughs> Luke is not our friend. Choose your face. <laughs> You're a cigarette. Uh, Luke's not our friend. Luke's not our friend. Why? Because so, he said I farted in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> it was not a good night. That was a great night. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you'll you'll have a guest host next week, and... Um, we got a a lot of big things coming down the pipe. Uh, we will have our own website very soon. Ah, uh, we'll be posting all the episodes of all the Disease Network shows there, along with the SoundCloud page. Reestablish the iTunes page, um, and I will be uh, featuring my comic strip there, Dork County, and uh, 
that is on the verge of getting its books all wrapped up. I hope to publish a book by this time next year. So you'll hopefully see a couple of those things all on the website. So don't go there yet. It's not up, but uh, hopefully by the end of uh, November, everything will be situated and you know, we'll keep providing quality content. This is obviously, and I love, I, I do, I want to give a shout out to all the other shows because when they do refer to us, they say the flagship show, uh, you're going to get a disease. And I, I don't know why I just feel a certain amount of pride when they give us a pat on the back. Cause yeah. you know, it's, it's nice that, uh, you guys are listening and we do appreciate it. So. And we'll try harder now to get episodes up on a regular basis. Hey, we work so much, man, but we'll, uh, we'll definitely, uh, record whenever we can. So you got anything else, man? Uh, no, <laughs> I like that. You always do it. <laughs> Listen to all the shows on the disease network. You're going to get a disease. Um, that just happened. I said us first, but that's okay. Uh, uh, Dosh Drunks, the Vag Dialogue, Something Gate. Um, we hope to uh, record soon. But in the meantime, go get a disease, everybody. Later. Have a nice day. <laughs>